So every year on my birthday, the first one who calls me, or really emails me now, is my twin brother, or my mother, but usually it's my twin brother. And given that this week I celebrated my birthday, I had a chance to reflect on, on what it was like to grow up as a twin, sharing a birthday, sharing a room. And of course, thinking about that had me then on the way to thinking about identity, individuality, individualism, relationship, the I and the we. And as I reflected on the I and the we all week, it became very clear to me that this coming Shabbat, which happens to be the 29th anniversary of my bar mitzvah, And happens to be a very special Shabbat because it is called Shabbat HaGadol, the Great Shabbat. No other Shabbat is, is thusly named. There is no other Shabbat HaGadol. There is no other Great Shabbat. This is the Great Shabbat, HaGadol. And it dawned on me and it occurred to me that, that unbeknownst to me, 29 years ago, I had, my brother and I had participated in a conversation about individuality, and togetherness, individuality, and community. And that that theme is the very theme of Shabbat HaGadol, and I would submit the theme of Pesach itself. Shabbat HaGadol is named HaGadol for a number of reasons. It is given that appellation, HaGadol. And here are a couple of them for you, two that we're going to look at together for the next seven or eight minutes. The first reason given for the name Hagadol and why it applies to this particular Shabbat that always falls before Passover, we are a week from Passover today, the first reason given for it is that Hagadol is a reflection of that amazing, auspicious, courageous day. Thousands of years ago, four days before the Exodus, which happened to fall on a Shabbat, where God commanded the Israelites, Mishchu ukichu, take for yourselves the lamb, the paschal sacrifice. Tie it to your bedposts. Keep the God of Egypt in your home. Act in that defiant way. Act in that courageously civil disobedient way. Act in that way that proves that you have shown that you are ready for redemption. Mishchu ukichu lachem, take for yourselves a lamb, that auspicious, that great act of courage is honored every year around the world for the last thousand years as the great Sabbath commemorating that great event, that act of outrageous courage that made the Israelites worthy, showed them worthy to be redeemed. Shabbat HaGadol. And the second reason is that in the special reading of the prophets that is read in synagogues around the world that I remember preparing week in and week out at Kihilat Yeshurun at KJ across town, the last 
three lines of the Haftorah, the prophetic reading that is unique to this day, is taken from the last reading of the entire prophetic writings, the prophet Malachi or Malachi. Hine Anochi Sholech Lachem Eit Eliyah Navi Lifnei Bo Yom Adonai Hagadol Vihanorah. Behold, I will send to you on that great day, on that great day, that Yom Hagadol, Elijah the prophet to usher in a new era, a new utopic vision, a time of peace and camaraderie. And then the last verse in the entire prophetic tradition, Veheshiv levavot albanim, velev banim alavotam. And I will then, in that period, I will bring the hearts of parents to their children and the hearts of children to their parents. That will be the marker of that period. The second reason given for Shabbat Gadol is that Shabbat Gadol is the great day, meaning when it will all end, when history will come to an end, so to speak, according to the rabbinic tradition. The utopic world, the world as we wish it could be but isn't yet. The world that we pray for, the world that we wake up wishing it would already be here. And what does the prophet say is an, an example of that day? How will you know? When fathers and sons, when parents and children come together, when community has been rethread, when those tears in the fabric of our social lining have been mended, where those rifts between ones who love one another have been fixed, when there is an ease of communication where we get each other, where there isn't a class of, civil, of civilizations, there isn't a class of generations, there isn't a clash of, of different locution, we found a way to speak. So each of these moments, each of these reasons for that word gadol, one expressing individualism, the ability to stand against a code, whether it's your own inner code that you've come to expect, whether it's your friend's code, whether it's the code of the society that expects it of us, the ability to say, no, I will not, the ability to say, yes, I will, the first expression is radical individuality. Rav Soloveitchik, the great modern Orthodox rabbi, wrote in his essays on Passover that the custom that we have at our Passover Seder, which is to lean in the manner of those who are royalty. People know this? People have pillows at their seders? So since I'm a kid, we have a pillow at my seder. Everybody has a pillow at their seder, and you lean, you recline. It's one of the four questions, right? 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 We don't, we don't recline, but tonight we're reclining. Tonight everybody is reclining. And says the Rav, Rav Soloveitchik says, a beautiful Torah, to recline is to be in civil disobedience to sitting erect. It's beautiful to be at attention, to be proper, to be civilized, to do as one expects 
And he meant this seriously. If you know the Rav, he was very serious. He said, to recline is the way of kings because kings are relaxed. There is no fear. If I recline now, will somebody be upset? The posture of the relaxed heart is the posture of the defiant, civil disobedient in this reading. Modern Orthodox rabbi. I can give you the verse, the, the page word. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Passover as radical individuality. I am, I know myself. Who will be for me if I am not for myself? If I don't hear my own inner truth, who will remind me of it? If I am not clear with my own integrity, who will remind me of my integrity? If I am looking outside of myself, as Rav Cook wrote, if my eye is in exile, if ani bagola, if my eye is in exile, if I am in Mitzrayim, then Moses says to me, take that Paschal offering, take that God of Egypt and bring it into your house and you say, no, 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 no. Who, me? The voice inside of you says, this is killing me, I have to get out. The voice inside of you says, this is wrong, I'm not going to do it. The voice inside of our country could say 30 million people will not be insured. Are we crazy? 30 million people. 30 million people without recourse to medicine, to doctors. 30 million people. Anibagola. My eye is in exile. I'm sorry. You must have caught me on the day when my backbone is not here. That's the first meaning of Shabbat HaGadol. And the second, that Shabbat HaGadol represents the return of the fathers to their sons and the children to their parents in search of an elusive language. This reading is from Howard Thurman, the great theologian who writes, My chief concern while at the university in India was to have some time with Dr. Singh, who was the head of the Division of Oriental Studies in the university. On one glorious morning, we sat on the floor in searching conversation about the life of the spirit, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Christianity. And when lunchtime came, I had to keep an appointment with some students, and getting up from the floor, massaging my usual Charlie horse, I looked at him. He remarked, I see you are chuckling. I replied that he was doing the same. Perhaps we are reacting to the same thing, I said. Suppose you tell me first, he remarked. I said, we had spent the entire morning sparring for position, you from behind your Hindu breastwork, and I from behind my Christian embattlement, and now and then we step out from that protection, we draw a bead on each other, and then retreat. You are right. When we come back this afternoon, let us be wiser than that. So that afternoon, I had the most primary, naked fusing of total religious experience with another human being of which I have ever been capable it was as if we had stepped out of social, political, culture, fr cultural frames of reference and allowed two human spirits to unite on a ground of reality that was unmarked by separateness and differences. 
This was a watershed of experience in my life. We had become a part of each other even as we remained essentially individual. I was able to stand secure in my place and enter his without diminishing myself or threatening him. To be able to enter into the space of the other without feeling that that threatens the other, to find a common language. Shabbat HaGadol is an invitation to the largest imaginable circle that we draw around ourselves. The greatest imaginable we that doesn't ever eclipse the I. I remember watching this week an episode of Barack Obama, President Obama, being taken to task for having the audacity the audacity to remark that American exceptionalism, that which makes us unique, that which makes us different, that which makes us special and exceptional, is like that which makes those who are in other countries exceptional and unique and different. This was at the beginning of his presidency. Subsequently, he was made to politically pay the price for that that genuflection in the direction of the great we that is larger than the borders of the United States, the great we that we all share. Heaven forbid we should find a larger human embrace. Heaven forbid we should acknowledge that in the conversation between father and son, between mother and child, there is a common human conversation that we all share. I was eating lunch this afternoon, and right in front of me, there were uh, an older man, someone maybe in his later 40s, early 50s. <laughs> and a younger man, probably about 19. He with the, pon- the younger man with the ponytail and the older man with graying hair. And I looked at them and watched their conversation back and forth. There were deep moments of awkwardness moments of intimacy and tenderness. And as I watched them, of course, I couldn't help but think, are they father and son? They looked alike. And so I waited, and the son stood up from the table, and he went to the bathroom. And I asked, I said, is that your son? He said, yeah, he's in college now. I can't believe it, you know. And of course, my mind raced to my own son, who's two years and seven months, the other one is seven months, and I thought, God, what will it take for me to continue to find a way to communicate? What will it take, even as my son will grow into his Shabbat HaGadol, my sons will grow into their different individual natures, how will I be able to be blessed to find that place that can continue to speak with them through the awkwardness that is inevitable? So as we rise in a moment for the Aleinu, or as we do it here, the Hashivota prayer, we pray, Yihiratzon, God, that each of us finds a voice of radical, core, vital defiance of all pharaohs that seek dominion over our chelek elokam imal, our divine center, that we choose to lean on you, on the truth, on integrity, and on our unique knowing, we pray 
that we have the courage and the tenacity to honor our place in the community of all things, to join hands and hearts with our brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, affirming our common bond and solidarity with all of the human family. May it be your will that on this Shabbat HaGadol we are able to find the space called Gidullah, big heart and big mind, a space that allows us to honor our dual nature, radical eyes and connected wees, honoring the vision of the Prophet, Veheshiv levavot al-banim, banim al-avotam, and let us say, Amen.